Savage. What's going on, Savages? Welcome to another episode of the Savage Snowflake Podcast with me, Jeff Leach. Papa Jeff. Uncle Jeff, who comes over and is like, hey, can I borrow a cup of sugar? But then he stays for three weeks and ends up emptying the larder. That's the guy that I am. That's the guy I want to be for you. Just a friendly uncle. <laughs> Very creepy intro, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, it's because I'm feeling a little bit sad and a little bit upset that I haven't been with you for the last week and a half. I do apologize. I've never, ever missed a week of this podcast since we started it. Almost, what is it, about 91 episodes ago now. And uh, I apologize for doing so. I've been busy. That's what's been happening. I've been traveling the world. I went to New York City to do some shows out there for the Comedy Cellar, uh, the uh, Comedy Central film t- uh, filming of, of This Week at the Cellar. And then I came back from there and I've jetted straight off to Nashville. In um, I went to, I went to where, where, where did I go in Nashville, baby? Where did I go in Nashville? Tennessee, Nashville. Nashville, Tennessee. Is that the right way around? Which one's the state? I don't fucking know. Tennessee is the state and I went to Nashville, the city. It was very lovely. The home of music. Terrifying. Don't go there though. Broadway, ugh, the main strip. It's like a war zone. That's what I'm going to have to tell you. Like a war zone, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I was out there for Square Enix doing some hosting of their training room for the GameStop Manager event. It was very epic. Lots of new releases, some exciting things about Final Fantasy VII Remake, some stuff about Marvel's Avengers, none of which I can talk about. However, I have got a very special guest today who I'm excited to introduce to you who follows that theme of epic video games and epic epic, uh, epic uh, guests related to video games, ladies and gents. Before that, though, let me just give a shout out to all of the uh, sponsors on Patreon. Thank you very much. If you are supporting this podcast, I love you. I appreciate you. Patreon.com slash Savage Snowflake is the link. Go over there. You can donate as little as $1 a month. I also want to say a big thank you to Robert Nava, who's become a brand new patron. I see you, brother. I appreciate you. And I'm coming around your house immediately to give you kisses on your cheeky little cheeks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much as well to Boundless Tech, our wonderful purveyors of the finest uh, vaping technology. If, like me, you love to have a little smoke. California, that's how we do it. Then you want to head to boundlesstech.com. That's B-N-D-L-S tech.com. Use the code SAVAGE. You'll get 25% off every single one of their fantastic bits of kit over there. They're wonderful people for supporting this podcast. I'd like you to support them, which in turn supports us. If they make sales, then they feel good to us. They keep giving us some lovely money to make this possible every month for you. And, of course, Manscaped on as well refining the gentleman ladies and gentlemen if like me you are a hirsute individual you need to trim down that chest there you can see it's nicely trimmed right now uh and it's not just the chest you can work on obviously your downstairs areas your lady's not going to want to touch it or your gentleman whatever your preference so make sure you go to manscaped.com use code savage you will get 20 percent off all of their fine kit over there to refine your downstairs areas gents um you get 20 percent off you get free travel and uh, sorry free shipping free travel for your products and you'll also get a free leather travel bag that will arrive that's worth 50 bucks can't say fair in that it's going to be amazing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, joining me today as my guest on the Savage Snowflake, all the way from Bournemouth in the UK, I believe. That's where you're located, correct, sir? That's it. There you go. He's over. He's up on screen now. You're being seen. Look at that beautiful dome, that big smile. I love it, those sparkling eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, it's voice actor and actor in general, actually, and lecturer, I now know. Not only uh, an incredibly... <laughs> talented voice actor this man is also a bloody lecturer at university it's mr doug cockle how are you sir i'm all right nice to be here jeff it's great to have you man i will get it out the way straight off i am a huge witcher fan i'm rereading the books right now i've even got a little image of Geralt up on the screen right now obviously because you voice Geralt in the video games, uh, the hugely and wildly successful um, trilogy of games that were released uh, by CD Projekt Red, 
and uh, and amongst a million other, I'm looking at your IMDb here, and it's just a scroll, 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 scroll. You got at least seven uh, scrolls of that's voice. That's not even up to date. That's the IMDb is is rubbish in some ways because if if a project doesn't get kind of entered to IMDb by the owners of the project, then it doesn't exist. I know that all too well, Doug. I know that all too well. In fact, I was, I'm seeing here that you, you did a character on Smite back in 2014. Yeah, Chernobog. That's our, that's our one degree of separation because I also did a voice uh, for a character in Smite as well. So that's oh, cool. how Who did you do? Uh, I have to look it up. I can't remember the name of the character. <laughs> is, that, is that bad? You gotta remember your characters, Jeff. I know, but do, I mean, I do the work. I'm in and out. It's like my love life. Like I'm in and out. My girlfriend's always whinging at me. Maybe you could hang around for a little while. Maybe make sure that I feel good. I'm like, in and out, baby. That's how I do it. Let's have a look. Smite, 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 smite. I did Achilles Dark Knight. Achilles oh. Dark Knight. He was like that. He was very, Achilles Dark Knight. He was a very aggressive cool. young man. Yeah. Um, but there you go. That's our one degree of separation. I have hey. never done a character that's been so prolific, so well-loved, and so incredibly, uh, I guess, video game famous? Is that a fair I, I way to describe so. it? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's been... I can only tell you what people have told me, I suppose, but uh, people have described him as iconic, um, the game as... Um, Life-changing. Most... <clears throat> Life-changing. That's a good one, sure, yeah. Dude, I have a picture Stellar. of Geralt, um, Ezio Auditore da Firenze, and Kratos in my bedroom, at the end of my bed, above the mirror there, because I have a mirror at the end of my bed, because I'm that douchebag. But I have like one, two, three pictures, and Geralt's up there. So actually, every morning oh, when excellent. I wake up, I stare so I can, into like, your- I can watch you sleeping. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do, watch me sleeping. If that's the choice of things to watch, that's completely up to you, Doug. Other stuff happens there as That's well. That's just slightly creepier, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. You know, porn is so, porn is everywhere. So watching you, you know, bang some some lady or something, uh, <laughs> something, you know, you who go. knows? You know, that's, you know. What are you I suggesting? Can, get, what are you suggesting? You can get that on, on, you know, just a quick, you know, search. A little search on, on, on Pornhub, exactly. Uh, that's the way to do it. Well, listen, I mean, it, it, it is... Uh, one of the most successful, wildly successful video games of all time, and that that entire franchise as well. Obviously, uh, it comes from a series of books that, I, like I say, I'm rereading them right now, and I'm absolutely in love with them. I think it's one of my favorite series. And then now there's going to be the TV show as well, starring Henry Cavill um, yeah. as Geralt. I, we, you and I actually just connected online because... Um, uh, you, you're, you're, I, I understand have a have a decent relationship with Lauren Hisrich, who's the showrunner for the TV yeah. series. And like so many people who are involved in the video games, you are. It's almost like you have to now step up and go, "Hey, Reddit users who are very angry <laughs> that certain things have been done in in the TV series." I'm not angry, and I have to make that very clear that I'm very excited about this project. And you know. The fact that someone, what happened most recently is someone created a, a Henry Cavill face mod to go on the uh, the Witcher video game, and you were like, "It looks weird." It looks you were dead like, weird, hey, but at least they cares? kept my at least they kept my biceps and my rippling abs, <laughs> yeah. which is all Doug Cockle. That's what I've heard. All Doug Cockle. It's all me. <laughs> but you had to like, it's 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 kind of crazy, isn't it? That gets to a point where you can become such a huge part, which you are so well loved amongst the video gaming community. And anyone who's who's ever played that game, um, that you have to now just point out to people in a very direct manner, hey, 
it's okay for art to be reinterpreted in different ways. Yeah, it is. It is a bit of that. It's a funny old thing. People get, well, you know how it is online, on the internet, on Reddit and places never, like never that. Used, never use the internet. Don't know what it's like. They, <laughs> people go nuts. People go bonkers over stuff that really is unimportant. You know, you know what's important? Syria. That's important. There you go. <laughs> Whether Henry Cavill's face is on Geralt's face in the game as a mod, who gives a shit? There you go. Thank you. <laughs> It makes it makes zero difference to the enjoyment of the product. And here's the deal. I mean, look, the the I mean, it's not like the the face as far as I'm I can tell. We've got you on camera right now. It's not as if like the face is an exact match of yours. I'm sure they took maybe subtle nuances of your movements maybe. Did, was there any mocap no. done with the recording? Actually, so who gives was, a fuck? There was then? nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it's just my voice that I gave to Geralt. I didn't give him anything else. Well, except maybe his suave demeanor. And I was going to say that jawline. Look at that strong nature. chin as well. Yeah. yeah the strong chin. Yeah, I gave him a strong chin. Those cat's <laughs> eyes. You obviously have the eyes <laughs> oh, of a cat oh, as well. That's... His, his sexual abilities. I, I gave those entirely. They're all mine. Well, listen, I also wanted to know, I mean, look, we, I, I'm not going to dwell on the Henry Cavill thing. I actually auditioned for the role of Geralt in, uh, in the Witcher TV series too. I had a, an audition for him and I had an audition for Yaskier, but they'd already picked their characters who they were going to have playing those. So it was a nice thing to do. Hopefully season two, that maybe that will render a little a, a, a performance for me. Are they, have nice. they reached down to you at all to do maybe a little... A little cameo, a little cheeky no, cameo. No, they haven't. No, no, no. What? I wish they had. I know. I suggested it to Lauren. I suggested to Lauren in a DM. I just said, you know, hey, what, what, what if you just get me in as like a guy tending the bar? Yeah. You know, he just happens to run the tavern, and yeah. it would be a wonderful nod to the to the uh, to the success of the video game franchise. Or would... I thought this would be great if I just showed up in every single episode as like a background character. That'd be nice as like a, a an Easter egg. Yeah. That'd be fucking hilarious. You were like, all right, so, how can how can I get them to fly me out to some lovely location? <laughs> get that get that beautiful on-site, you know, meals, catering meals three times a day. Basically yeah. hang out. You know, you don't even need any lines. You just got to be in the background or be like or at some point they walk through yeah. a market and you go like, "Pan of fish, pan of fish." <laughs> And then they're like, that's Doug Cockle, that's fucking Geralt from the video game. That would be so it'll, cool. It'll be like, where's Waldo, you know? But it'll, it, where's, where's, where's Doug? Netflix series. <laughs> Love that. See, that would have been beautiful. I mean, they put fucking Ed Sheeran in, in, in Game of Thrones, didn't they? I know. I know. <laughs> well, anyway, so we, we, we shouldn't expect that then. That's not going to be something that's going to happen in no, season one. No, Maybe series two, who knows? Yeah, exactly. But I can totally understand it. You know, just like I... I, you know, when I heard about the Netflix series, I was like, well, there's no way I'm going to be cast as Geralt. So, you know, just put that right out of your head, Doug. Um, it, it's just, it, you know, they want to make it their own thing. Absolutely. So, yeah. I understand that and I respect well, that. Right. You've got to do it. You've got to do it your own way. I think yeah. it's, um, I mean, first of all, the role of Geralt is only one small part of the incredible career that you've had, um, predominantly as a, a, a as a voiceover actor here, I'm looking I'm looking through here, and you started all the way back in, according to at least IMDb, 2001. So that RuneScape was that RuneScape role the first entry. Oh, that's completely wrong. This is this is where IMDb is like you know, uh, fake news. That's such a great term now. Yeah. Um, Why don't you tell me how, like how, did, how did it kick? Ago. How did it how did uh, it kick off? 
Well, uh, yeah, well, first of all, RuneScape, I think it just automatically put in the first year that RuneScape was actually put out to the public. Oh, it does that with Smite I, as well. I did Smite at yeah. the beginning of this year and it says 2014. It's like... Yeah, yeah, I think it probably says something like that for me as well. Um, yeah, no, I did RuneScape uh, two years ago. Oh, wow, okay. But yeah, it was because it it's a continuation of an existing title. It puts when that title was first released, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what exactly. was the what was the entry? Because you're you're also a lecturer at the uh, at Bournemouth, or you were were or I still currently? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I left in 2017, July 2017. I'd been there for 13 years. I and this saw... was at Arts University Bournemouth, correct? Arts University Bournemouth. I was the course leader for the BA Honors Acting course. Yeah, amazing. Um, which was great. I loved it. I loved it. But um, I kind of yeah, kind of end of 2016. I was I was watching. Because um, you know how it is, you do something cool, right? And for me, that was The Witcher, so you know, something that really raises your profile, absolutely. Um, and then there's this kind of wave, and you have to get on and write it, or it goes away, sure, sure. And I, and I just found myself, I, I was so stressed and 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 everything because I was trying to do my acting career and my full time teaching job, and it just got too much. And I was like, well, I've got this wave, I'm coming to the end of this wave, or kind of the middle. Right. I got to get on it if I'm going to get on it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I decided to I decided to leave the teaching job and go back to full-time freelancing. Um which is scary the best decision I've ever made. It's scary as hell. I went and saw a therapist, man. I had to go see a therapist to, to make the decision. I don't know who it I am. It's such anymore. a big decision. <laughs> <laughs> I walked in. Tell me what to do. <laughs> it's such a good I voice. Anymore. Oh, wait, this is, I, I was going to save that for later in the podcast. I was going to get you to pretend being Geralt watching me sleep and just see what that sounds like. And then I'll just, when pe- maybe I'll set one of those little motion uh, sensors on that picture. So when people walk careful, past it, man, just goes, be careful, I yeah. see your face. <laughs> it's just, but I mean, that's, so that's, it's quite a jump though, isn't it? From, you know, from teaching, uh, teaching acting and, and teaching the, you know, the practice of, of being a performer at a university, which is, you know, uh, academic job it's a highly highly respected job and then going into something that a lot of people from the outside looking in go that's just having fun isn't it voiceover work that's just having fun isn't it being a voice actor yeah it is it is it is fun in the moment but you know you've done it um some days are great some Mm. days you just go in and you're like wow i'm rocking this and i'm having a great time and usually those days involve one hour of vo work (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 and, and some days you, you go those... in for four hours of battle cries <laughs> yeah exactly and then you walk out and you can barely speak yep ginger yeah, crystals so that was my thing ginger crystals crystallized ginger, ginger and crystals. Have to... yeah crystallized oh, ginger nice. i'd like suck that throughout the or chew and suck on that throughout the session and warm water uh, and lemon uh, and honey that would be uh oh, i love a bit of peppermint tea that helps me get through nice there you go uh, got... do, you, do you know the green the the um uh granny smith apple trick no if you're getting a bit claggy, you know, you get, getting spit sounds and stuff like that, yeah. you just bite into a Granny Smith, suck the juices out like a vampire. Because what is the acidic juice just like clears yeah. the throat? Did not know yeah. that. Good one. That's every, a good one. Every Keep day that in is mind. a school day. Look at that. You're, you're st- <laughs> technically, Doug, you're still lecturing right now. Look, I'm, no, you're no, inspiring. No. You're inspiring. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a young mind anymore, but you're inspiring 35-year-old minds right now. <laughs> okay so when did you move from california because you, you you were you were born in cali right yeah i was born in 29 palms california and at what point did you say okay i've had enough of all this sunshine beaches 
happiness, people generally looking a little bit more upbeat. I want to go and be in a country where it's miserable, it rains all the time, and people look like they want to kill each other uh, on, the sub, on, the, on the underground. It, it was a woman, Jeff. It's hey! always a woman. It's always a woman, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable. No, I, I grew up, my, my dad was a Marine Corps officer, so I was born on the military base in 29 Palms. Okay. And, uh, and then we moved around a lot. And then, um, you know, fast forward to Seattle, which is where most of my family is from. Okay. Um, and still are. Uh, and I went back to Seattle after undergrad and I met her and she is a dual citizen. She was born in California as well, but her parents were, um, uh, they they were from Sunderland. Okay. Um, so when she was 14, her parents moved back to the UK and then when she finished university, she went back to the U.S. and did an internship in a hotel and restaurant. And you met studying Seattle. together then? Huh? You met whilst you were studying together? No, 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 no. I was, I was working uh, full-time trying to be an actor, but I was working full-time in a little secondhand bookshop, a place okay. called Mugs Antiques in Pike's, Pike's Place Market. Okay. And she came in her first day off the boat, as it were, to buy a book because she didn't have a TV or a radio or anything and she loves reading. Right. So she bought a book off me and I said, it's kind of Notting Hill-ish, you know. Um, uh, she what, you threw, she you threw an orange juice all down the front of her? No! No, no sorry, that's not. No, I didn't even have any that, orange juice. That happens in Notting Hill though, doesn't it? That happens in Notting Hill. Just... <laughs> no, no. She, she bought the book and uh, she told me that she'd just arrived. She had this lovely British accent. Nice. And, um, and I said, oh, well, you know, bring that one back and take another one. Use me like a library. Ooh, that that's, it. she came <laughs> back. <laughs> that's the, that's the simultaneously the, the sweetest, nerdiest, but also sexiest thing I've heard. Use me <laughs> like a library. It's Use me sad. like a library. There quietly. You go. <laughs> and in the back shelves. Never make any noise whilst you're using me, please. Just, yeah. And make sure you return what you take. Oh, no, you can whisper. You can whisper. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, so you fell in love. She moved back and you went, all right, I'm coming out. No, she didn't move back. She stayed there and we dated. And then eventually I asked her, I asked her three times to marry me twice while I was doing dishes. Really? That's romantic. That's super romantic. Nothing says yeah. uh, spend the rest of your life with me like dishwater. Yeah. It's a funny thing though, because what, what, what I, what I love about our relationship is actually, you know, we, we were best friends. Okay. And so it, it was just a natural kind of progression of a conversation we were already happening and it would go something like this you know i'd go oh man i you know lo love that tonight that was fantastic i love hanging out with you you're so funny uh, you know and, and then suddenly i go you know you know we should just get married and that's you know that's not really a proposal but it's kind of a proposal it is. and then we talk about it and then we talk about it and then she go i'm just not ready <sighs> you know so you got to wait sometimes, though. That's all right. The lady who makes you wait, that's the one you're going to want the most, well, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now you've got kids as well. So you definitely yeah, got... you definitely sealed the deal, mate, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, we sealed the deal. Yeah, yeah. I've got two teenage boys. <laughs> now, how does that, how do you mar up that being, you know, video game royalty with having teenage boys who I imagine like playing video games, potentially? Yeah, they do, yeah. Um, uh, well, I think it was one of those things when they, because they're they're they are seventeen and fifteen right now, so when they kind of became aware of what I did uh, as part of 
what I did to make a living. Um, and when they became aware of The Witcher, uh, then it was kind of this, this thing. They weren't quite sure what to do with all that, but their friends would come around. And my youngest son, Toby, I think he must have been about thir 12, 13 at the time. Okay. His friends would come around. He'd, go, he'd, he'd just kind of look at me, look at his friend, go, Dominic. Because he told them about it, you know. He's like, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. That's that's my dad. That's the that's the guy who does Carold. So that's yeah. pretty. It epic. was really cute, actually. It was really cute. Um, but no, mostly the, I'm just I'm just the you know the prick who tells them to do the dishes. Yeah, absolutely. And then proposes whilst he's doing them. Yeah, to to them. No. Well, maybe not to your that. kids. Not proposing to your kids. Yeah, <laughs> you propose that they should go and do their homework directly after the dishes. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know, do you know what though? The weirdest thing about having teenage boys i don't know if it's any different with girls but to just an example all right <laughs> I, was, I was brushing my teeth a couple months ago right and i was like you know just brushing away and i was like what is that what is that in my teeth and I, was, I, I pulled out a little hair and i was like what is that where what is that that doesn't it's not one of mine it doesn't look like marianne's and i suddenly realized it was a pube it was one of my son's pubes. I was brushing my teeth with my son's pubes. I was like, what? This, this, this is what living with teenage boys is about. Cause you know, that stuff's everywhere. Cause you know, teenage boys, you know. What? They're, no, they're like, no. Like, <laughs> no, Doug, that's not a thing. <laughs> I'm sorry to inform you, your son. It's just a reality. And you had, no, you and your son had an argument and he took your toothbrush. <laughs> And combed his pubic hair. That's what that happened. That I'm sorry to inform you. you you've you've gone the sweet and innocent. Ah, oh, clearly just some pubes are floating around the bathroom. No, your son was like, I'll show that bastard. He's fucking. I'll show him. I'll yeah. show him. And he fucking got down there with your toothbrush. Unbelievable. You need to beat your son. That's what you need to do, Doug. A good strong Geralt backhand. That's what you need. One of those. I don't know. Maybe. I have. I've never raised a son. I've raised. The, I raised someone else's daughter for a few years. That was. I was a sort of yeah. a dad for about four years to someone else's little girl, and that was that was wonderful. Girls are great in the sense that they uh, they they want to be women, so they want to help. They want to do everything that a mum does. They go, oh, let me look after the baby, or let me let me yeah. uh, let me help if you're cooking. Let me come and help cook like with the parents. You know, they want to grow up very quickly because they're emotionally yeah. more developed. Whereas little boys, as far as I can tell, just destroy everything until about the age of 18 and then they fuck off and that's it. They just destroy and then they fuck off. And then you're like, oh, thank God they're gone. But then when you need them to come and put up a shelf when you're like 70, they're useful. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have a very limited <laughs> shelf life of use, I think, for parents. Um, okay, so it was quite cool to have. So there were, there were moments of like, uh, you know, it's it's cool to be to be this hero in this in this video game franchise that so many millions of people have played around the world and absolutely loved is yeah, there yeah. also an another side to because you know i like like you say you know I, I, i'm definitely a fledgling voice voice actor compared to the likes of yourself or uh i mean i met nolan north uh, uh last week you know and obviously oh, that he's man, a nice guy isn't he he's a very charming guy actually yeah he was he was very it was very sweet um, he was there doing some stuff for Square Enix as well because he's going to be in the Marvel of Marvel's Avengers game um, as oh, cool. Tony Stark. Now he um, he was very cool to chat to, but we we chatted a little bit about creepy fans. And I know for every one teenage boy who's your son's friend who's like, "Oh, that's so cool, your dad's Geralt." Oh my god, there's at least ten strange 
men and women on the internet who've sent you links to fan fiction where it's about Doug Cockle and Geralt just getting down to the the, the dirty business. Is over, that the uh, research you've been doing? I mean, this <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you jest, but I definitely I love I love finding every aspect of what fame and success in any industry entails you know I, we, we had seth green on here um you know maybe a, a few months ago and he talked quite openly about that element of it that and i wondered if you've if you've kind of seen any of that or if you've been at least privy to some of the very strange fan fiction that comes with being a successful you know successful actor in a, in a franchise that famous well I've actually been really, really fortunate in that way. Um, most of the people who I come into contact with anyways um, are really sweet. There are levels of weirdness out there. You know, the gaming community is fantastic because it's so inclusive. It's such a wonderful community. Um, but part of what makes it so wonderful, <laughs> makes that inclusiveness so wonderful is that real colorful people. Absolutely. Are part of that community. Um, they're part of every community, but it's the gaming called, community they're, they're called, like, they're called, allows they're called, them to be called, really. They're called Aspergers, weird. Doug. Sorry, they're called Aspergers. <laughs> it's, like, it's like on the spectrum is what they what those on people the spectrum. Are yeah. yeah. The spectrum, oh man. Yeah. yeah. So so there's all kinds of weirdness out there. I have read some of the fan fiction that is more erotic and stuff like that. That's fun. Yeah. Really. <laughs> you like it? I haven't it? seen anything that has connected me to it. It's always just Gerald. You know what I mean. But if you found something, you got to share it with me because I, it, you know, I, I saw that you've also just um, you've started doing cameo as well, right? You oh yeah, yeah, I've been doing that for about uh, yeah eight eight nine months, something like oh, that. Oh, you've been doing it for a little while. So how many yeah. strange requests have you had there? Like, could you please say in the Geralt voice, "Ooh, Vivian, you've been a very bad girl. I'm gonna have to smack you no. with my my I've Gwent had none of that. deck of I've had Gwent none of that. cards." People have been really really sweet. People have been great. Well, I guess I know but, what I'm doing this afternoon. That's requesting, <laughs> <laughs> but. At, at conventions, I sometimes get, um, particularly women, but I've had a few guys as well, who um, you know they you know they they pay for an autograph, they pay for a selfie, and then nice. and then if they're you know really flush, they pay for a recording as well. And I've had a few people ask me to to, to say things that are, uh, you know, what's the strangest? What's the most strange that you've had to say for someone? Well, I can't. I I I didn't actually say this. I, I had to alter it. I can't remember what I altered it to, but I do remember the request. <laughs> uh, this woman asked me to say oh baby yes yes please keep doing it just like that <laughs> something like that something along those lines it was you know very very obvious. you know she's if she watches this now she's gonna be like he did it i got it he i got it. the i got the recording i needed i should have i should have ruined it in the background just putting some 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 weird voice as well so she couldn't get the recording she wanted uh so she was definitely definitely looking to use that for some kind of sexual purpose oh yeah yeah i've had people ask me to uh, make um do ringtones and things like that or just messages for their partner uh their boyfriend or their girlfriend you know saying saying suggestive things and stuff like that so yeah what's your process for um coming up for the voice because obviously look your natural speaking voice i understand you know and again this is probably true of quite a lot of voice actors you i think there seems to be two 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 roles for voice actors either it's very much caricature it's very much changing and manipulating your voice to sound very different so for instance your Geralt voice is is very different to your natural speaking voice um I played 
an orc in Total War Warhammer, like the orc war boss there. And that was as different as you could get from my own natural voice. However, there's also other voices where it's it's your voice. It's you know that they're, they're hiring you as as an actor because it really is a. I think we finally reached a point now with video games, especially with the inclusion of major Hollywood actors like Kevin Spacey, you know, uh, career rest in peace, you know, maybe you should have <laughs> tried fucking 14 year old boys or whatever it was. Um, but, you know, people like him, uh, now you've got Norman Reedus, who's going to be in, uh, you know, um, uh, Death, uh, Death Stranding. Um, well, there, there were loads of people who were in Anthem, that game that just came out recently. Loads of like A-lister actors and stuff like Keanu that. Keanu Reeves is going to be in Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 now people in the acting acting industry, aside from the voice acting industry, are finally going, oh, this is a legit art form. Oh, it's almost yeah. like you have to be good at acting to do this. It's like, yeah, motherfuckers, we've known that for over a decade. That's why <laughs> video games have been earning more money than the literary film and TV industry put together for almost a decade. But um, do, you, do you have one particular um, strain that you prefer to do? Do you prefer doing the voice of Doug Cockle playing a role but with your own voice or do you really prefer manipulating your voice and, and, and getting to create something that is ostensibly not you and that's more fun i i love veering away from my natural voice okay. or 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 my garrelty voice <clears throat> i i often get hired to play the kind of reluctant anti-hero that's that's the category i seem to fall into most recently for for video games okay <clears throat> um you need a bite of an apple. Granny Smith, mate. That's I do, you like. yeah, yeah. No, I've got some coffee here. What are the uh, well what so which which kind what kind of characters lately stick out to you that make you feel like, okay, I'm really getting to push the boundary on this? Well, there was a there was a game. Um well, there, nothing lately. I'm I'm still kind of lately doing kind of my voice, or actually okay. Geralt's voice has become my voice because I've done it so much that that lower register that I didn't used to use very much has just become very natural. So I'll be okay. walking around the house. I'll be like, oh man, I got to do the laundry. <laughs> but I'm, I'm literally just talking to myself. Yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. voice that falls out. You know what I mean? And it also sounds, you sound like you're in an epic movie at all points of the day. I quite like that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I really needed to take a big shit in this <laughs> afternoon. That coffee went right through me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple things I have played that were really fun to do. Uh, there was a game called um, Book of Unwritten Tales, and I played uh, Nathaniel Bonnet in it. Okay. And Nathaniel Bonnet is this cheeky, sarcastic, cynical, um, you know, ne'er do well, but good character overall. And he was great fun to play because I just got to be, well, funny in a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there was another game called Randall's Monday. I got to do two characters, uh, one guy called Mel and one guy called Bob. And I can't remember which was which, but one ran a burger stand and the other ran a pawn shop. And so I, I think, I don't remember, but I think that uh, Mel was sort of a New York kind of sound, you know? <clears throat> so we had a bit of fun with that. And it's always fun to just change it up, do some different things. I did, um, I did some voices for... Driver San Francisco, I think it was. I did, I did like five or six voices for that, and one of them was a Hispanic voice. And I was like, you should just hire a Hispan Hispanic dude to do this. I got a job but offer through the other day that I, I actually had to turn down to play um, a samurai, 
and it was they said oh we want you to do talk in english but we want a japanese accent and i said i said look i could do it but i f- would feel really bad doing it because yeah. i think yeah, right? i think there's 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 japanese american or japanese english voice actors out there who will do this much better than i would and also then I'm not going to get some kind of vitriol online for, what do you mean a white English guy played this Japanese, you know what I mean? Like samurai <laughs> character. Maybe I should have taken the money, but I just think it wasn't It wasn't enough money to make it that much of a, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for, for me, it was kind of one of those moments when, um, you know, when you get called in to do voiceovers and you're just, you've done three different voices already. And they're just like, okay, there's this, there's these four lines here. We just like you to do them, and can you just do them in a Hispanic accent? Yeah. And I'm like, uh, okay, just just knock them out because we've got three more voices to get to. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's that kind of thing. Okay, all yeah, right, right, all right. Here's my best Hispanic voice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just got to power through it. Yeah. And hope that you don't get a slew of emails from you know. Yeah, well, Hispanic I think this fan. is the first time I've ever mentioned it, so hopefully. Hopefully this won't be the beginning of the avalanche of hate. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It's four <laughs> lines. It's all right. It's fine. It's fine. It's going to be cool. I don't think there's going to be a, a unionization of the, you know, the Latin American voiceover actors guild who are going to say, like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous, man. I don't know how they would do it. I can't really do a Latin very well. Oh, man. Mine is so Cheech and Chong. You know, I'm just, yeah. I go right back to, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, man. I, used to, I, I don't know what to do here, you know? It's like, oh, it's so oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I see. I, I just, I just look a bit racist, even just doing it. I even know because you have it. to do the face, don't you? I yeah. don't know what the face is, but you know. I will, I went a bit Italian there. Um, <laughs> now, because you've become so prevalent, and I think this is this is also another thing for um, for people like ourselves and 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 lots of other voiceover talent. You know, I was talking to Nolan North last week, like I said, and he he his plan was always to be an on-screen actor which uh yeah, your, yeah. your start was with with you know on-screen performances was was to be a was to be an, an actor not a voice actor correct yeah now yeah, when I, I trained as a as a stage actor really and then yeah now when you start when something like uh like the voice acting side of your career really starts to gain momentum and starts to grow and to the point where i mean you you obviously have reached certain heights that you know someone like myself has not yet got to where you're like oh i've done an iconic character now a number of times yeah. and i know you had to, you returned to him obviously with the gwent video game the card game and also with soul caliber as well you just did Geralt of Rivia oh for and soul monster caliber hunter world man oh monster hunter he went Geralt's in monster hunter world yeah he's got a whole quest he shows up through a portal of course i did not fucking know that he's oh. got a whole thing going on in there man Oh, dude! All right, I might have to go back and play it again. Um, but when, when is there is there ever a moment where you sit down and you go, "All right, I'm very happy for the success," and I'm sure you have, you know, a lovely home and you know mortgage paid and things like that because of the great work that you've done with voice acting. So no one's ever going to be upset about that. But do you ever is there ever any moments in downtime where you kind of go, "Have I passed up on opportunities, or have I missed out on opportunities that I might have had if I'd solely focused or continued to focus on trying to get those on stage, on screen roles, versus you know in the booth voice acting roles?" Because I, I know from a personal side, sometimes I think about that, and sometimes I go like, "Am I am I doing the right things? Is this all part of the same world closely enough?" Yeah. 
do, do you know what? First of all, I want to I want to say this because I think that people sometimes um, see. I don't know what it's like in the states because I've been over here for twenty years. Sure. Um, 21 years 20, 20 years england um, likes to segregate out talents that's why i left england and moved to america yeah it, it does like to do that um but it's a digital age now so you know that you know things can you know like you and i talking now you know could yeah, know. have happened 20 years ago but fucking um, technology mate it's amazing <laughs> but i think there's a i think sometimes people think that um on the back of the witcher you know i was able to uh, you know that I made tons of money out of it. Oh, I don't I think I don't think that. <laughs> no, no, but, but a lot of people do. A lot of people do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Iconic yeah. character. And they go, oh man, he must have made a mint off that. Sure. I was paid well. I was paid well. So it's, this is partly for anybody who's watching this, who might be thinking about going into voice acting, thinking that there's a mint to be made. Yep. There isn't. It's not quite the same as Hollywood. Um, top, I mean, top top grade pay, either. unless you're unless you're unless you're an established on screen actor who's being brought in for a project for a, for a cameo yeah. or something like that, or if you're doing mocap as well for it. I think when you're doing mocap as well as the voice, you tend to get a proper SAG or equity actors rate. Whereas yeah. most of the stuff, you go and do like an hour, people go like, oh yeah, you're getting paid like two fifty to three hundred or four hundred bucks an hour. Now I know that once yeah. you move up the ranks, you can get a lot more than that, but that's kind of like. You yeah, might only yeah. do you might do like a day's work, which is a few hours. But when you think that has to stretch out for months of, you know, paying rent, paying bills, paying for your kids' education, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, really... of course. Yeah, because you might go in and do like two or three days worth of voiceover work, but then you might have nothing for six weeks. Yeah. And if you're getting paid two or three hundred uh, over here pounds an hour, and then the buyouts, the buyouts have gotten less and less over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. Be pretty decent now an average buyout is between two and five hundred pounds over yep. here i don't know what it's like in the US. oh it's about two to five hundred dollars oh actually that's yeah. a lie that's a lie that's a lie no sorry it depends what the job is in fact yeah it does know, depend on the job yeah ironically a proper acting job in voiceover work so a role like Geralt, you would be paid mm, you, you get quite a few hours out of it but it wouldn't be yeah. the best rate and the buyout would be pretty basic but then 15 seconds of voice for a Voxel commercial that's going to show in the cinema. I did a job once for, for uh, what's, what's Citroen, Citroen, the Citroen, uh, whatever the fuck, C5 Citroen. Or something yeah, it was like some that. shit like that. And it was literally like, rear view cameras are standard. Um, dual brakes or whatever. ABS as blah, blah, blah. The new Citroen C1, blah, 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 blah. It was 15 seconds of fucking voice work. <laughs> and I walked in and I did the first read and they were like, yeah, that's perfect, mate. This was when I was still in England four years ago. And they were like, oh, yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. That, that was perfect. All the people there, they were like, yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, great. They went, can you just do exactly the same thing one more time for safety? I was like, all right. The Citroen C1 with standard thing, blah, 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 blah. And then they were like, all right, you're all good, Jeff. I was like, thank you very much. 20,000 pounds I got paid for that. 20,000 yeah. British pounds. What's that? Like 25 to 30 fucking thousand dollars at that point for 15 <laughs> seconds. And yet I've done like hours of... Yeah, to the battlefield unbelievable blah, 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 grab the <laughs> to the point where i can't fucking speak for four days and i earn about 500 bucks <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah, like yeah it's insane it's absolutely insane but there was a big strike last year you know there were the voiceover industry at least in america we had that strike for almost a year where yeah. no one got paid anything because they weren't doing any fucking work but you know then they tried to ferry out to non-union uh voiceover actors who would do it for nothing and do terrible jobs but um it's 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 really it's a really hard business to to 
to have success and to have financial stability in? Yeah, well, I mean, that's acting all over, isn't it? I mean, that's art all over, you know, whether you're a visual artist or a musician or an actor or whatever. It's, you know, it's not easy. It's not yeah. easy stuff. But going back to, to your question, yes. and you were uh, the second part of your um what you said what, what was it what was it what did you say well i was talking I a, bit, a bit about the uh about <laughs> stepping back from from the on-screen or stage acting roles was there a moment where you go mm, i am i am i am i am i focusing too much on the voice oh yeah, yeah yeah oh man i did the way i always look at it and the, the way i always explain this to my students because it's i was always really aware with my acting students that there, there's a certain amount of naivete and innocence that goes with be, becoming an acting student. Did Absolutely. you go that route? Did you do drama school? Or did you I, I just... wanted to. I wanted to. And then my parents were like, get something to fall back on. Yeah, you got to go yeah, and do yeah. something. So I did English literature and theatre studies at Warwick University, which is a very good university. Oh, nice. That's a great university. Yeah, but it's boring. Everyone there has like mid-length brown hair. They take notes. They don't talk in seminars. So I went through three years of university doing everything except my degree. I still got a two one. I did all right, but um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But I came out and I had done everything else. I'd already started to do, you know, uh, like I was caught. Uh, it was called um, commercial radio and producing on a radio show and doing like running shows in London, like live music shows. So yeah. I realised that everything around university was really what I needed to be doing. I wish I'd gone to a drama yeah. school, but then maybe well, I shouldn't have done. Maybe I wouldn't be the person I am now. You know. Well, you wouldn't be, would you? You'd be a different person. No, I'd be infinitely um, more handsome, I think, if I'd done it. <laughs> I'd be self-absorbed if I could, got to drama college, You cannot college, improve right? on the perfection that Jeff Leach currently is. Wait, that's, that's a fucking... That's going on my next tour poster. <laughs> you are perfection. You are perfection. Doug Cockle, a.k.a. Geralt of Rivia. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good fucking stamp. I yeah, think, yeah. I think the thing is, what, what I used to tell my students was that the industry will put you into the pigeonhole that it wants to put you into. Absolutely. You can go into the industry wanting desperately to do this or that or whatever it is. And if the industry doesn't want you there, it's not going to have you there. It's just mm -hmm. not going to happen. Um, so you have to kind of, you go out there and do everything. People used to poo poo video games. People used to, you know, some people, some people poo poo doing extra work, uh, extras work. Um, I actually think doing a bit of extras work, just don't put it on your CV, is a good thing because you get to see how a set works. There you go. You get to see, you get to see how the more experienced actors who are playing the principal roles and the supporting roles, how they handle their time on camera, how they handle themselves off camera, Absolutely. everything else. Great experience. So, you know, for young actors going into the industry, go out there and do everything. Be judicious about it, but go do everything and see what doors open. Because that's what you've got to do. You just got to go, go, that door is open to me. I'm walking through. Mm -hmm. And as long as it's a legit role, you know, a legit door, like, you know, if a porn door opens and you're really not interested in porn, then don't go, don't go through it. But, you know, it... <laughs> But I mean, send me the link though, because I'll definitely watch. Yeah, I'll, definitely I'll give feedback on your acting performance. <laughs> Just reviewing porn. I'll be a stand-in. That's actually really, by the way, very funny. A very funny concept, I think, for a for an online show. I don't know. Oh my god, Doug! I think we might have come up with an idea. What's this? What, what, what's going on? <laughs> All right, I've had an idea for some kind of content that's never been done before, and you've just helped me come up with it. This is what it is. It's Doug Cockle, 
because <laughs> this is something you really want to attach your name to. Doug Cockle and Jeff Leach, right? We played two characters, a little bit like Mystery Science Theatre. Is that what it's called? Mystery yeah, Science Theatre. Yeah, Mystery Theatre 3000. 3000, yeah, where they had the little robots and the other characters yeah. at the bottom in silhouette. But we do different <laughs> character voices. So it could be like a one could be an old man who's just very, very much into pornography. And then the other one could be like a little kid. And those two voices, and they, they live review three-minute porn videos from Pornhub <laughs> and then we because you can you know you can upload to Pornhub and you can make money one of my friends who I, I have about three or four very close friends well not very close sorry but friends good friends in close the porn enough. industry yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're one of them's a guy three of them are ladies that work in porn and very very prolific porn actors they're very successful and I had them on the podcast because they're hilarious and they're very open with the way they speak we could literally take three minute videos dub over our live reviews and then re-upload them to Pornhub as comedy content. I think that'd be hilarious. If I was scrolling through Pornhub and I just found like live review porn, but then, um, but the problem is then it's like, it probably counts against what do I want to do with my career in the future? And do I really want to be dubbing over porn? Anyway, it's an idea. <laughs> it's an idea, Doug. I've thrown it out there. We could do it's a test. Funny, we could though. do a test uh, run. You, but you know, you know, you know how you could get around that. It wouldn't have to be hardcore porn. It could there be softcore. Do like Red Shoe Diaries comments. How about how about like this that. as an idea? How about this as an idea to take it another step? We only review the acting. We never review the sex. So it stops. As oh. soon as they start to have sex, the video stops, and then we review the beginning and the ends. So the intro to it. So like, hey, oh my God, did you get trapped under the bed? Do you know what I mean? It's like, well, first of all, she's clearly oh, not trapped. This is, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do so many women get stuck in windows? That's what I want to know. Who's not using WD-40 on these windows? Ridiculous. She needs a man around the house just to fucking, you know, just to keep the lubrication of the of the ventilation of her apartment going strong. But we could review the beginning where they're not having sex. And then as soon as, bow, 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 that goes, we cut. And then we cut to the end where they're post-coital laying there like, well, don't tell your dad I did that. <laughs> you know, we were like, that could be the way to do it. There you go. So it's it's always PG thirteen, but we should we should do it just for fun. Yeah, that'd be pretty hilarious. I think <laughs> that could be a really fun series, dude. We don't even have to put our names to it, Jeff. We could we could just you know, oh, we do it, it as characters anonymously as characters. Yeah, as characters. Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Well, we come up with an yeah, idea. I, I there could we be go. the kid. I could, I could be like, Grandpa, what's she doing? <laughs> Oh, I'm That's not really sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, you're going to be American. I'm going to be like a, a should I be a British? I just want to do like a, I just love doing a, an old wizard voice. That's my favorite voice. Do you <laughs> have a, fa a favorite character? Well, no, mine is like, like an old wizard voice. I understand what we're doing here. Come, young uh, warrior. Use your powers. Embrace who you should be. I love that. I just love like an old authoritative voice. That's great. Do you have a favorite um, voice? Because I this is this is the thing that I've sorry I always ask a question and follow up with ten minutes of monologue. I'm going to try not to do that. <laughs> However, I know that all voice actors are a little bit mental. We're also a little bit still children who like to play characters all day every day in our in our in our day to day life. I'm guarantee you walk around the house and when you're doing small tasks or whatever, you've already established that you've now almost taken your Geralt voice as like a secondary. Oh, I really got to do the washing up this afternoon. Like, I know that you do that. Is there a voice that you love to do that's just like for your own fun over the course of the day? Oh, it changes. It it changes. It depends. Because, you know, um, 
you'll probably recognize this in, in yourself. You know, the, those moments when you, you, I love to copy real people. Okay. I love to observe real people. And then like, I'll be, <laughs> this isn't a voice, but I'll be walking down the street and someone in front of me will have what I think is a really unique kind of saunter or something. The gate is just, like a particular. Yeah, yeah. gate. Yeah, yeah, like a strut, or or it could be just that the way they carry their body or whatever it is, and I'll just un, almost unconsciously just start doing it. So, That's amazing. Always, be I'm careful they of, don't see you. you. Might get punched in the face. Well, yeah, exactly. I'm always kind of. I come to a point in doing it when I realize either someone else is watching me do this, thinking I'm taking the piss out of this person, right? Or this person's going to turn around, see me doing this, and come beat the crap out of me yeah you gotta be careful yeah. i think yeah 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 get knifed for you know do you know what i mean for walking down the road like this look at me i'm a fucking geezer in it do you know what i mean <laughs> also living in england i imagine you're probably one of the only american actors who can actually do a very good english accent am i right or am i wrong oh i don't know i think i think probably lots of people can um it's uh, not as far as i've found not since i moved to america everyone wants to do their english accent when they meet me and they're all like hello look at me i'm from england i'm an american doing an english accent oh, it's the, the dick van dyke curse isn't it yeah they do yeah. like either like either we're out of a out of some kind of you know guy Ritchie movie like oh, i'm a fucking english guy or <laughs> It's always, oh, hello, I'm British and I'm very Well, that's dear. the thing. That's the thing. See, uh, I'm better if I have something to actually read. I don't have anything to read here. Um, uh, well, I'll, I'll just give it a go then. I, I tend to sound quite posh. Uh, I don't know why that is, but I, I do tend to take on a sort of a posh accent when I do an English accent. I like that. It's, understa so, it's understated, but it's British. And yeah, it's like, I yeah. Does it, does it sound does it sound relatively accurate to you? It does, yes, yes. No, it sounds quite accurate, yes. Oh, yes. Nice, nice. Because yes. I, I can also do sort of a sort of an East End sort of thing, but it's not very good in some ways. I tend to go a bit Australian with it sometimes. Yeah, the, no, like, the, 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 the East End's got to be a bit. It's got to be a bit harder, isn't it? It's got to be like you know what I mean. It's more clicks. It's in the back of the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Whereas you're round, you're rounding it out too much, but we got to keep it all in there. It's all like it's like I'm chewing food all the time. Oh, fucking all right, mate. I got food in my mouth. That's how <laughs> yeah, I. That's, yeah. that's the Cockney. Oh, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just like I'm, I'm like just chewing keep something. All, keep it all up in the front of mouth, mate. Uh, oh, now no, I've yeah, screwed got... it up it's entirely. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not like a chameleon. I'm not. I'm. You know, I really admire those actors who can like pick up accents and just do them. Um, I have this friend named Sean. And he is a, an accent wizard. He's right. amazing. And he'll just rattle through. It'll go Newcastle to Liverpudlian to yeah. Mancunian to Somerset Farmer to yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 this, blah, 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 that. Oh, and here's a, here's a bit of Alabama and some Boston. And yeah, some yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you know what the difference between Boston and Chicago is? Here you go. You know, and it's like, whoa, dude, how do you do that? See now, accents. Accents has definitely been my forte. However, I will say this: when, um, when, as a, a voice actor, you're so focused on carrying off the accent perfectly, or at least trying to do a very on point. And this is true. When I like most of the stuff I audition for on screen is all American accents. Like I, I think I've had one British casting in the last year. But um, I realize, man, because like you, you know, Americans love English accents. It I know. doesn't matter where it's from. 
If, I know. Uh, you know, and even, it's even better if you can't understand a word you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're auditioning for Peaky Blinders, yeah, maybe. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but I, I, I do think, um, but I will say this is that I've noticed that I have to work six times as hard to do a decent performance because when you're focusing so much on the accent you lose a little bit of the intonation and obviously mm. the thing that sold you certainly i mean as as Geralt is every time when we're playing that game we're like we're really in your story because of the performance you're giving there's no, it's not like oh he's just doing a cool deep tough guy voice it wasn't just that you're you're capturing a character who is meant to have to be devoid almost of human emotion, but is constantly battling with the fact that he does have some. He does feel love for Yennefer Wengerberg. He does feel uh, a, 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 a you know a um, a, uh, a patriarchal uh, protective love for Siri. You know he he has these yeah. so many different facets to who he is. He's not a monster, but he's been told his whole life he's a monster, and I think that that's that's harder to do as soon as you start going well you know now i'm from up north and i've got to try and do that whilst i'm also being an you know a northern bastard you know it's like how do i do that and also really think about what i'm saying you know yeah well you know that was one of the hardest things i found about doing doing Geralt was er early on in witcher one the um the guys from cd project were adamant that that he be emotionless and i was like man, that's like the opposite of what my job is. Yeah. You know, it's, you know my job is to explore that in a character. Yeah, 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 yeah. But also, it just fundamentally didn't didn't ring true to me. Um, so I think I was always putting a little bit of emotion into Geralt. Um, and I, I like to think, I don't know if this is true, Jeff. I have no idea if this is true. But I like to think that I influenced CD Projekt's um, views on their writing of Geralt's dialogue and and his experiences because by the time we get to blood and wine and stuff like that I mean he's he's almost a different character emotionally yeah. um so between me kind of pushing some of those moments where emotion was possible mm -hmm. and them kind of going actually we can carry him through this we can we can do this he can mm -hmm. go there mm -hmm. um we managed to, to to make that journey but I never felt that he was emotionless I felt I always felt that Geralt is this guy who has a job that he can't be emotional about. He cannot let his emotions get in the way or he's dead. So he has to, you know, it's the ultimate kind of male psyche of, you know, shut it down. No emotions. I can't feel. He's a soldier. This. He's a soldier, like a day-to-day -day soldier. Yeah. Even yeah. though I know in the books, he constantly reaffirms, you know, I'm not a soldier. I'm just, I do this for money. I do this, you know, to protect, but that's, Again, another part of the duality of that character. Oh, this yeah. is why I'm meant to do this. You know, you train at Care Moran, you do that, you go and you become a witcher, you work for money, you protect the lands from these monsters, and that's what your job is, and you're meant to be an emotionless monster. And yet, I care about characters. Everything he does throughout the books and the video games is to protect innocent, is to protect those who can't protect themselves, is to look after the family he's built around him or that's been built around him by his, uh, you know, his witcher, um, I guess his elders, et cetera, et cetera. You know, he's... Yeah. So yeah, you that's that was the most important thing to capture. Actually, actually, that's the probably the tagline for it. The most important thing for you to capture it, as a voice actor for that role was the emotion the emotional conflict of a man who was meant to have no emotions 
Yeah, I, that's yeah. I, I would completely agree <laughs> with that in some ways. Yeah, I thought you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I just I I'd never thought about it that way. That's a really good description in some ways of yeah. of, of what the challenge was there. Yeah, yeah. Did you uh, did you have any um, conversation with Henry Cavill? regarding regarding the tv series did they did they reach out at all or did he send you a message because no. he said he said in interviews to. he was a very big fan of the, of the books and also he played the video games yeah. and i wondered whether he would have dropped you like a little dm and gone hey listen man i'm doing this role i just want to say first of all loved you in the game secondly yeah how did you kind of mar that or a marriage that sorry that that um that that juxtaposition of a man who's meant to have no emotion and yet showing some emotions he didn't do that yeah, no he didn't do that but but he's henry cavill why would he i don't know because he's a huge fan of the games and the books and i feel like that would be a thing to i would have done that i think i think i would have liked to have gotten as much as i wouldn't have taken any advice you gave as this is how i have to do it you know because yeah, yeah. you're reinterpreting and reimagining that art as an actor and you want to do that in your own way and you don't want to be too influenced by other people I think it would have been an it would have been an interesting conversation to have. Do you know what I would have loved to do? And th this is almost completely different. Um, I would have loved to <laughs> have had the paparazzi catch us outside a little tea shop somewhere oh. over here in England, because because you know he's English. Absolutely, yeah. Um, actually having tea and just have a picture of the two of us either deep in conversation or having a good laugh or fighting to the snapshot. death, fighting to the death. <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one it's like highlander okay, yeah oh my god yeah it is like highlander isn't it yeah you have but to I, pass just, just that image of the two of us sitting there and the caption something like the two girls hashing it out yeah yeah you know, yeah exactly whatever it is you know it would have been cool listen ir irrespective of what you know how how little how much you know that the, the tv series have, have reached out to yourself and other people who were you know behind the video game or the books prior to that i think also just that there, there's always going to be a knock-on effect that you know he said he's played the video games he's played your interpretation of Geralt. so there's always going to be a little influence there you know yeah probably but I suppose just like, you know... Um, I think it's fair to say that Henry Cavill's entire performance will be based on Doug Cockle's performance. Of course it will. Of course it will. It's like, let's just say that. Let's just go with that. Oh, man. Theft is the highest form of flattery. There you go. You know what I mean? Yeah, imitation. I mean, yeah. I, I played Benedict in Much Ado About Nothing when I was in grad school. And um, I completely stole from Kenneth Branagh's perform performance in the movie. Yeah. Um, I just ripped him off you know i just took it i i, I like that i'm taking Love it that. i'm gonna grow a, i'm gonna grow a beard just a short <laughs> just a, a short beard, one but, just a short but you know one. what i mean it's like it's it, it's theft but it's not because even if you take something that someone else has done as inspiration for what you end up doing it still has to be processed through your own instrument so it does become yours absolutely because you can never absolute well people really good impressionists can get really close but nobody can completely accurately redo what someone else has done of course not there'll be subtle nuances facial movements yeah. performance elements that will just in intrinsically be you or them yeah 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 but a good idea cool. is a good idea i mean you know yeah absolutely I encourage everyone out there everyone out there who's an artist steal <laughs> but don't pass it off as your own at least no. tell people you were influenced 
in some yeah. way. Otherwise, you become like the fat Jewish and you just steal other people's content and pass it off as your own for years and years and years, <laughs> make millions of dollars off it and never once pay a penny to any of those people you stole memes from or videos from or content from. That's, that's just that's just someone someone sent me a link the other day to uh to one of the fat jewish's like instagram posts and was like this is hilarious isn't it i was like yeah for whoever actually came up with it you know because he doesn't ever post like on the, uh, he's just a just a social influencer social media guy who had accounts that had lots of funny memes and videos and images and he would literally take other people's content crop out their username or whatever it is and just repost it as his own thing and he built an entire career off that it's like wow. a it's also That's like, really um, yeah, it's like the Fuck Jerry guys, you know, that PR company, Fuck Jerry, they did the same thing. They built huge social media followings, just stealing other people's content and reposting it. And now they're like, uh, oh, yeah, now we're going back and we're going to really look after those people. It's like, no, you're not. You're fucking liars. But that's, that's social media. Yeah. All right, dude. Wow. We've, we've kind of got into it. I feel like we could talk for another hour. Um, hey, hey, before we go, because I, I, I always like to do this. Um, I want to ask you some questions. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah? do it. Go. So, so, so what took you to LA? Or you went to New York first. Um, oh, yeah, we, we, we can you, get into that. It comes out of your mouth occasionally and other things. You go, you know, New York is home. Yeah. New so, York is home. well, I, the East Coast feels more like home because it's, I feel like London and New York are very cinema. Um, but I moved to New York because the Comedy Cellar, a venue there, uh, sponsored my visa and helped to bring me out. That's my oh, home brilliant. club. And uh, I couldn't turn down that opportunity. And then I moved yeah. out there, spent two years there, and I went to LA because I was incredibly depressed. I have depression, and I was drinking a lot, and I was partying a lot to kind of hide how desperately sad I was. I was streaming for 12 to 14 hours a day on Twitch at the time, and then going and doing stand-up in the evening, so I was never seeing sunlight. And I got to a point where two and a half years ago, I wanted to kill myself. And then I went, well, I should probably move somewhere where I'm a bit happier. I should try and be honest about what's making me miserable. I, I have seasonal affective disorder, so I moved to the sunshine. That helped. I feel like a lot of people in New York are very quick to be cynical and aggressive and angry, at least on the outside. No. They, they have hard shells but warm insides, whereas LA, everyone has warm outsides but very cold insides. So, oh, that is such a great description of the two cities. Yeah. So I, I'd rather be around people who at least on f face value are like, hey, man, it's going to be good. Everything's good, dude. You, you doing okay? Okay, sweet. Let's just all be happy. And then I don't care if they go home and go, oh, I fucking hate that British guy, oh, that piece of shit red coat fuck. Because then I've got good friends out here. I've got good people. Anyway, so I moved to LA because partly because I was going to kill myself if I stayed in New York and I didn't want to do that. Uh, secondly, because I wanted to live a healthier lifestyle. So I've given up drinking. I've started working out. I'm starting to be the character I want to be. You know, I, I want to be right. a supervillain or a superhero in a Marvel or DC or, you know, brand new franchise. And I can only do that if I get Henry Cavill body, which I'm working on, and be here. And then also the third reason was uh, career. Manager and agent said, hey, it's time for you to come to LA. Let's try and get you on some shows or some, some movies. Cool. So that's, that's why I'm here. Yeah, hey, awesome. but I bet you weren't expecting all of that, right? <laughs> that's a bit, a bit no, deep. that's yeah, that was you. You you went right for it, man. You know. Yeah, I'm but living not, that kind not, of lifestyle. You're not, you're not shy, so that, you know I don't have to ask too many questions to get you to talk, do I? No, you're right. I'm, I know. I love the sound of my own voice. It's, it's tiring for everyone no, you're in my brilliant. life. I I am. Um, have you? Do, are you still doing stand up? I do stand up. Yeah, I do stand up an awful lot. So I, I just did a, a run in New York where I had uh, you know headline shows at the Comedy Cellar and I was shooting some stuff at Comedy Central for their This Week at the Cellar. Never made it into the final cut, but that's all right. They, they filmed wow. 10 and a half hours of stand up and it gets cut down to 15 minutes 
and they have to pick first of all a, a large number of comedy central talent is included in those recordings even though they're not regulars at the club so you know they're going to put their jokes in it's 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 all right it's all it's all good it's all nice to be on people's radars and be performing plus yeah. they pay you so why not didn't you do a show with Catherine ryan i did yeah she used to be my girlfriend we were together for four and really? she's she's the girl who's child so funny i love her i absolutely adore her 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 take on comedy okay well the I mean, you're funny I, I, too <laughs> no no it's all right i feel like uh, i feel like should end badly i have i have i have nothing positive to add to that <laughs> to that oh, sentiment no, i'm so sorry that's all right you don't need to be sorry here i think i think she's a very talented performer and um i don't necessarily like the comedy she does now but that's doesn't mean that it isn't liked by lots of other people and my personal experiences of the kind of person she is will differ greatly to how people perceive her on TV. So if people enjoy her performance or her hosting or the show she does, more power to her. I hope she does great because I love her daughter very much and always will feel like I'm her stepdad. And so I hope she has success was so that, that her daughter... The, was that the... That was a child who I raised for four years, and then when she dumped me, she told me I couldn't see the little girl anymore because uh, she didn't belong to me. So yeah. Oh, Jeff, that sucks so much. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, there we go. <laughs> I'm but, sorry I brought it up, man. No, don't be sorry, dude. Here's, you this know who is, else I like? Well, who's that? Sarah Pascoe. Sarah Pascoe is very funny. Yeah, Sarah Pascoe is very talented. You didn't date her, did you? <laughs> Never dated Sarah Pascoe. Sarah Pascoe and I, we got on pretty well until me and Catherine broke up. And then her and a large number of the comedy community in England were like, hmm, who's more famous out of these two people? Catherine, I guess we'll be just pieces of shit to Jeff instead. That was another reason oh. for me moving to America. But I think I think here's the deal. is It's interesting that you bring that up because another thing that has happened since I moved to LA is being very honest about the things that held me back, the things personally that I allowed to hold myself back from success from growing as an individual and one of that was um, resentment and anger and frustration towards people who've wronged me in my life and I guarantee that a lot of those people aren't sitting around at home going mm, yeah I fucking I fucked over Jeff Leach and I'm gonna think about that all day they're not they're off doing their own things having a great time fucking over more people whereas I'm the only one who was hurting out of that situation, constantly punishing myself for the way I was treated or allowed myself to be treated or the things that broke down in those relationships. Rather than going, it happened, I have no control over it anymore, move on, yeah. have control in the things that I'm doing now, the relationships I'm having with people now. So it's actually interesting that you would bring her up because um, I think that's, it's kind of great. I think, I, I do genuinely, I'm reaching a place now where I'm going, do I feel... Do I like the person? No. But do I hold the resentment anymore? I have to, I have to, I'm, I don't know if I'm 100% there yet, but I'm 100% trying to move towards being able to say, I don't hold any resentment. More power to you. Keep succeeding. Keep thriving. And I'm going to just focus on my own path of thriving, you know, and growing yeah, as an individual. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it is interesting, man, because, you know, it's a small world. Like the, you know, the performance world. It is world, a small world, yeah. Once you're in it and you're succeeding in a career within the arts, there is re really only ever one degree of separation between you and everyone else. Not five. I think it's one. And um, and I'm going to meet lots of people who, who know and work with people that I don't necessarily think are nice people, but are successful. And you have to just go, okay, that's all right. That's just the way the industry works, you know? It's a funny industry. It is... <laughs> yeah no pun intended it is a funny industry yeah yeah exactly exactly but <laughs> but no but look look us we're two guys who are thriving 
I love that. You, um, I, I do hope that you have immense continued success yourself because you seem like a, such a sweet and genuine guy. I liked how funny you were on the DMs on, on Twitter. So I was like, oh, this is going to be a nice chat. And, uh, and also, <laughs> not only, I mean, outside of like learning a huge amount about you and your process of creating art and also how you feel about you know, the, 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 the worlds of voice acting, on stage acting, uh, and also this, this creation of characters that seems to be such a passion and love of yours you're also a very genuine sweet guy who um, i'm very glad to see succeeding so i hope that continues for for the rest of your life man and, oh well, um, thank, thank you very much and likewise i i i went uh, you know i i internet searched you um oh did you hear my I, animation reel what did you think or you didn't No, i didn't hear your animation oh, reel I, you can give me feedback when when you've had a listen to it i'd be I'd i'll be, go look for it i'd be yeah, quite yeah. honored to hear what you think of it i mean there's a few updates that need to be done it's six years old but uh but yeah, I hope you I hope you enjoy it. And no, I um, went and watched I went and watched some of your stand up, um, and then I and I you know watched some of your podcasts as well. Uh, but the stand ups, the only stand ups I could find on YouTube, and maybe I just didn't look hard enough. One of the comedy uh, cellar and one of the ice house. Couple, yeah, to, they're a couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah, mm -hmm. but, yeah, I but, removed a lot of it, stuff. It was really it was interesting like... to watch them actually because one of them was an earlier version of the same set, and the, I guess the the comedy cellar one was a later version. You'd really refined it. Yeah, am I right about that? Uh, yeah, there was one that's more a more refined version of the other one, and I, I was actually thinking yeah. of uploading um, a longer form of. Like, basically, I removed a lot of stuff because I wanted to save it for a special. You know, I'm like, if yeah, I put yeah, this out on the course. internet, it's out there. But actually, these days, I mean, chasing a Netflix special is not really the be all and end all. Not that I'm ever going to turn down that opportunity. However. I think these days, if you can shoot something really nice yourself and put it out in your own way for your fans, that can build ticket sales, that can build supporters of your podcast, that can build, you know, the GameStop Managers event I just did in Nashville for Square Enix brought me hundreds of new followers online and listeners of the podcast, of this podcast. And I know they're going to lose their shit when they find out you're on this episode, you know? <laughs> so I think... I think I hope they don't lose it because you know I, I'm a firm believer that you should always know where your shit is. Always know where your shit is, but then store yeah. it. But then occasionally you can throw a bit of it out in a kind of you know you can give it away rather than losing it. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Lo you can temporarily lose some of your shit, but keep oh, the majority of your shit. <laughs> there was a fantastic comedian. I can't remember who it was. So whoever it is, if you're out there listening to this, it's you. Um, but he divided people into two categories: putters and leavers. And putters are people who put shit someplace and they remember where they put it. Yeah. And leavers are people who leave shit someplace and then can't find it later on. Yeah. So, you know, you have to ask yourself if you're a shit putter or a shit leaver. What about the takers? And those are the people who just every morning take a really well, the good shit. shit. <laughs> they just get up and go, I hate myself. Yeah. Oh, I was definitely one of those for many years. <laughs> anyway, enough about my relationship with Catherine Ryan. Hey, there you go. Brought it full circle. Um, listen, Doug, thank you so much for taking time to chat to me today. I wanted to do a few things. So if people want to check you out, you've actually been doing some live streams on Twitch with one of your friends who's a broadcaster on there. Yeah. Which I think is a wonderful thing to do to like be, you know, one of these icons of the video gaming world and take part in something that is so intrinsically a passion of gamers, which is to watch other people play games and to, to talk to to you know to hang out with each other if people want to find out when you're doing those streams or what new projects you've got coming up where can they find you on social media uh best place to find me is on twitter it's just at d cockle okay lovely because um, that's where i post most things i'm on instagram as well it's just doug cockle and that's uh, c-o-c-k-l-e right that's right c-o-c-k-l-e yep. like the like cockles and 
Cockles and muscles are Cockles and muscles. There we go. There we go. Which is a reference no Americans will get, I don't think. (laughs) Um, Okay, so Doug Cockle on Instagram, D Cockle on Twitter. Um, And also, who's the streamer that you're doing these broadcasts with? Her name's Kelly, but she goes by the Opera Geek. She's a uh, professionally trained uh, opera singer. She's brilliant. And what I've been getting on with her lately doing, although we just finished it, was uh, she was playing Witcher, uh, Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. Amazing. So I was just, uh, you know, mocking her as she made decisions and stuff. I like love that, that. With, it, with the inside <laughs> voice of Geralt as well. I imagine. I love it. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, I, I just, you know, improvised some lines for Geralt when he wasn't speaking. Amazing. Uh, but we're gonna get on again because there's this other thing, and I don't know when this podcast is gonna go out, Jeff. But there's this charity. This will go, this will go out this weekend, actually, on Sunday. Oh, awesome! Um, it, there's this charity I love to support. It's called Special Effect. Um, and we're going to get on, me and Kelly are going to get on and do something for that soon. But there's this other thing I've been doing, um, and you'll see it come up soon. Uh, I've provided the voice for the promo materials for Stand Up to Cancer. Oh, nice. campaign. Yeah. So that's going to come out soon. But <clears throat> Game On is the Stand Up to Cancer campaign for gamers. So you're going to see it come up. Uh, Kelly and I are going to get on and we're going to play something. We don't know what yet. We might do worms or something like okay, that. Okay, that's nice. good fun. Um, but yeah, anybody watching this who's into games, stand up to cancer, game on. It's coming up. Just have a look on social media. Uh, look on mine. As soon as they start plugging it, I'm going to plug it myself. Well, I, I was going to say, and what? And so what? Is there going to be stand up comedy is going to be part of this as well? I know. I, well, I don't know. I, I have no idea. But the game on thing is really about that part. Uh, people who are streaming games getting on and donating a stream to stand up to cancer so people can get on, watch, contribute, donate, Wonderful. stuff like that. Um, I, it was awesome last year to be part of it. So yep. uh, when they asked me to be part of it this year, I just went, yeah. Absolutely. So, so make sure you check that, that out, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you go and support that effort uh, by Doug and by the Opera Geek. And um, and also make sure you follow him. D Cockle on Twitter, Doug Cockle on Instagram. Show him some love. Thank you so much, brother. I appreciate you. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute you. I'm gonna play our outro music whilst you're blowing me kisses, and uh, and I'm gonna say thank you to you off screen. But thanks again, man. <laughs> Appreciate it. Love you, dude. Take care. Take care, sir. Bye.